Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the She Speaking Podcast. I'm Bryn. I'm Jamie. And I'm Kenzie. And we are your go-to for girl talk, college tips, and life advice. And like y'all just heard, we have our co-founder, Kenzie, back with us today. We're so excited. Woo! Yay! So glad to have you, Kenzie. It's always fun to have a group of three on the podcast. But yeah, so today we have something exciting planned. We're just going to do kind of a little roundtable discussion about, you know, social media versus reality, self-confidence and body positivity, just all the little topics within those kind of few things. So yeah, I'm really excited about this talk because I have a lot to say. I don't know about y'all, but, like, I'm going to be ranting on here probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a hot topic, I feel like. There's a lot to lot to say. Comparison's mm-hmm. a big thing online these days. I know a lot of that from personal just experience, you know? Yeah. You want to kick us off, Bryn, about your sort of take on the whole social media versus reality thing? Yeah, that's fine with me. So let me see where I want to start. Because, like I said, I got a lot. But, um, yeah, so I definitely have found myself, you know, comparing whether it just be like, you know, my life or even how I look to things on social media. I know it was very bad for me in high school, kind of when, you know, a lot of like the Instagrams and the Snapchats were just starting back then. And so I think, you know, it's, it's a good thing that today, you know, it's kind of becoming more popular to show those not so pretty sides to everyone and show your, you know, normal life out there and how it compares to the highlights that you post. Um, Because for a long time, I mean, people just kind of think that's how people live their lives actually, when in reality, it's so curated specifically for whatever aesthetic vibe whatever they're trying to go for um but it's not how life always is it's probably the one percent of you know what might be really good that day or like the best shot out of a thousand shots you know um so yeah i'm i'm very happy that that's where like society's moving towards but I can definitely say from personal experience that comparison is still hard, even today, knowing all that. It was back then definitely a lot more. What about y'all? I agree. Um, I think that for me, well, I, I wasn't super into social media stuff when I was younger, like a lot of people were, but then I sort of started getting, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and all the different ones um, towards the end of high school, I guess, but I just often would find myself looking at people that I wasn't even necessarily like friends with them. It's like friends of friends or just people I'd met and things like that. And looking through their things, they would post the pictures, the captions and being like, you know, wow, they just have like the most perfect life, you know, and sort of thinking that, you know, they were doing all these amazing things. They were always having fun. And why can my life be like that too? When, I mean, not that I was, unhappy or even like not doing fun things but just I would often compare myself to the posts I was seeing and the pictures they would post and just be like wow they just seem like they're having the time of their life every single day it took a while but I've sort of gotten to where I can sort of realize that what you post on Instagram let's say is really just I like to say a highlight reel of 
your life, you know? And so they may look like they're just so happy in every single post or they're always, you know, going to a cool restaurant or doing something fun. But that's just like one little, little one second of their day, you know, or that's just like a couple days out of their week. And they're not, no one's going to post, you know, an Instagram picture of them crying, eating ice cream and just being sad about something or, you know, sitting there doing homework for five hours. We're not really going to be sharing that aspect of our life. So when what you're seeing is just like the little bits and pieces of, you know, someone's day to day. And you have those too. And it's important to realize that, you know, no one's just perfect. No one's having fun 24 seven. And people are often like struggling behind the camera. Like you may be like, well, I'm, you know, sometimes I'm sad about this or sad about that. Other people are too. They're just not sharing that on Instagram, you know? And so um, it's just important to remember that what you see online is just a tiny little bit of someone's life and they're not sharing everything don't try not to compare because what you're comparing is your whole life to someone's little bits and pieces that they decided they wanted to curate and share I think that's something that I've sort of learned over the years and it's important to remember that I think yeah I definitely agree and going back to what Bryn said even with like comparing your body to somebody else's when you look at people these days the camera angles and the lighting that some people are able to get out of Instagram shots and photo shoots. It's just not realistic for an everyday look. It's not what you're going to look like on a day-to-day basis. You can maneuver the lighting, maneuver your clothes to look a certain way in a picture where you don't even look like that in person. It's just you on the camera. So to compare yourself, how you look every single day to something like that is just unrealistic and you're never going to meet those expectations if you try to get to that place. Oh yeah. And like, let's not even get into like Facetune and filters and all this other crap that people use nowadays. And I'll admit y'all. Okay. I knew about Facetune before everyone else did. Cause in early high school, I followed Gigi Gorgeous. And <laughs> if y'all know, I love Gigi Gorgeous, but, um, to photoshop her photos to make her look more feminine before she got like a lot of her surgeries she would use facetune and it was like og facetune like it was when no one knew about it it was so secretive and so i actually used it on some of my homecoming photos when i was younger and like i was a high schooler in early high school and no one would have known And so now it's mainstream. And so everyone and anyone's using it. It's not just celebrities. It's like you said, your friends of friends. It's all of these people, your your peers, like they all use it now. And so no one really knows what's going on. That's why, like you said, you can't compare your body to that. I can't compare my body to my own picture sometimes because like you said, I got that angle going and I'm like, what? No, she was so thick. Like I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I am a pancake people, okay? But we're working on it actually. We're going to the gym. But anyways, I'm getting off track here. Um, yeah, there's just so much that people do just – on top of the angles and the lighting and with celebrities also they have all the fillers even though they deny it you you can look at a before and after picture and just common sense you're like they obviously had something done okay there's so many procedures now it's ugh, it's not even funny yet. like i said i'm starting to rant y'all gonna have to stop me let me get my <laughs> sip of water i think when it comes to like the you know facetune and stuff like that i mean 
there's just more to it than even just that. Like the when I've I've been seeing a lot of posts on Instagram and I think even like TikTok and stuff of people showing what they posted on social media and then what they actually looked like that day or what the picture actually was before they edited it. And I mean, it's just things like, you know, you can change the lighting. And one girl I even saw a post of, she was comparing the two and she was even adding like colorful walls behind her to match her shirt when it was just like a blank white concrete wall. She was adding like designs to it and people were like, oh my gosh, you know, you're going to all these cool like locations and doing all... No, she was literally just adding all that in afterwards. And, you know, wow. just the angles and the lighting, all of it made her look like completely different. And so if you saw someone walking down the street, you'd think they looked one way and you see their Instagram and now they look different. And it's really just like, you know, things you can do in front of the camera and, you know, editing the background and stuff and the lighting. But that's just like something to remember because what you post is like, People edit their stuff. Like, even if you're not doing, like, the face tune, changing your body or whatever, you're still, like, editing it most likely. And that's not a problem, but it's just something to, like, keep in mind, I think, because, I mean, to be honest, when I take a picture with my phone or whatever, it's not going to be the best quality. So sometimes I'll go in and, like, change the saturation or change, like, different things like that. And it's just, and then it looks like a completely different picture. Like, oh, maybe my skin looks more tan now or more like glowy or something but it really didn't that day but I think that's just like little things that people do but it's still like something to keep in mind even just the snapchat filters like anytime I go on snapchat even if it's just to send like any kind of full face picture I feel like I always put some one of the filters on just because even if you don't have any kind of makeup on even if you just rolled out of bed it what does it do it like pulls your face up and makes you look like you have like more of a round face you do look cuter, but like you don't look like that in real life. So if you set that expectation for yourself, you're going to, when you pull up the real camera, you're going to be like, okay, why do I look this different? And it's going to set a bad tone. One yeah. I literally, I have on my notes how Snapchat filters, I've seen studies that show this, how it's led to an increase in like plastic surgeries and body dysmorphia and things like that because like you said it like sucks it up and mm -hmm. all like my favorite filter it takes my nose in and every time like I go from the filter to normal I'm like I need a nose job like I'm like and then I don't think that way normally but then like you said once you take off that filter you're like whoa I didn't know that was there like where'd that come from so yeah, it definitely, you got to keep that stuff in mind. Once you start using it, people, you're going to make your mind think that you look a certain way, then it's just, it messes up everything. So one trend though, I do like that I've been seeing on social media is, and this is especially with like influencers and stuff that I follow. Cause I'll like, there's people I watch on YouTube that are just sort of like college age people and lifestyle and they'll post on their Instagram a lot more casually now than I feel like people used to. And I see people like my friends and I doing this too, instead of like your feed all looking cohesive with all the colors and stuff matching. Most people, a lot of people, especially influencers are posting just more of like their everyday life and it just sort of looks more, you know, just casual and random and just what they're doing. And I really like that because personally, I don't go to someone's Instagram page and want to see color coordinating perfect, you know, patterns and stuff on their feet. Like that doesn't mean anything to me, but seeing what someone's actually like up to, what they're doing, what their day looks like, 
I think that's a lot more um, just when we're real and raw. And I like kind of seeing that as a little bit of a trend. And that's definitely something to keep Instagram casual. I think it's really, really the way we should go. We don't need to be super like hardcore with our Instagram. I don't think. Yeah. And I also like that. It seems to be the people that are sort of like the influencing group from our age, like, I want to say like the Disney stars of our days, like Miley Cyrus, Sammy Lovato, and everybody like that, that seems to be sort of taking off the filters and like celebrity wise, letting themselves be seen for what they really are. Whereas I feel like a lot of older celebrities, sort of like the Kardashians are keeping that stuff, even though society is moving away from that. And I feel like they're not letting it go. Whereas the people that are closer to our age or are influencing our age are slowly getting a lot better about taking off those face tunes and those filters. Yeah, I agree. I like, oh, I yeah. used to watch like YouTube videos when I was younger of people like doing their makeup, which I don't know why I don't really wear makeup now much, but I liked it back then. And a lot of them would wear, they would like start out the video with their like foundation done or something already have like the base on because they didn't want to film anything without makeup. And I just think that's like, I don't know, if you're doing a makeup tutorial, show me the whole thing. I want to see start to finish. But I like that. Like, I've gone back to look at some of those accounts now and almost all of them, they'll start just, you know, with moisturizer on and that's it. And I think that's a great step because it shows what you really look like. Like someone, if you start out a video of a makeup tutorial and you see someone with this perfect skin and smooth, flawless complexion, you're like, wait, I don't. I don't look like that starting my makeup routine. Like, why does she, you know? But I think just something simple as that is really great to show that what we really look like is okay. Yeah, and like like you were kind of saying, Kinsey, I mean, y'all both touched on this, but like I feel like it's our generation that's really pushing this forward, especially with like influencers like Emma Chamberlain. I feel like she's so funny when she gets on there and like she has no makeup looking like a hot mess but like that's just her and she's free and she feels confident in who she is and people love that that's why she has such a big following and so i love seeing that trend as well because i feel like that's how instagram started out it was like first she just took pictures of stuff then it was like casually taking selfies and then like just changed all of a sudden into like this superficial thing i don't know why but I'm happy it's starting to kind of like reverse and go back to that some. But like you said, like with the flawless skin and all that, one trend that I'm really happy to see as well now, like a lot on TikTok, I see this too, is like showing like textured skin or different like imperfections on their body or their face that like they're showing that it, it's, this is normal. Like even celebrities have that stuff. Like, I've um, seen an Instagram before. I don't know if y'all know this, but, like, it's called Celeb Face, I think is their username. But um, y'all can go check that out, too. It's really cool because it's basically an Instagram account that shows you, like, what the celebrity looked like or looks like when they're, like, photoshopped and flawless versus, like, what they really look like. And so they'll show them, like, paparazzi caught them on the beach what they really look like versus their instagram that day or like they'll do like up close on the red carpet with uh celebrities with makeup and you can see their pores or different things to know that like oh my gosh they're actually normal they have strux marks they have you know textured facial skin and imperfections and 
I'm really happy. Like that's a big trend that's starting to is like, people are like, okay, we're not flawless all the time. No one is, you know? So just embrace who you are, especially y'all in COVID with the mask knee. Y'all is hard to keep my flawless skin looking good. It like looks so good up here. And then it's just like all in the bottom. So no one can keep it up all the time, especially I now. Feel you. I feel you on that one. When I'm working all day and have my mask on all eight hours, it's, it's rough under there. I'll admit, but we're all struggling with it. So it's not something to be and I definitely think quarantine kind of helped in a way that I think it's more normal now not to have makeup on all the time not to have your hair looking perfect all the time like we spent how many months staying indoors with no need to do that like I feel like it's a little bit more acceptable now to just look a little more natural when you go out I agree yeah definitely and so I guess another kind of topic related to social media is um kind of like the amount that we spend on it nowadays, you know, I feel like there's so many different platforms. I mean, you have Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook. I mean, there's so many different apps that, you know, people will use constantly throughout the day. And like, I think something that's really smart is just time management and knowing when to step back and step away from it because it can be really refreshing to take a good break from all that stuff every now and then like even if it's just a week or just simply maybe just taking the apps off of your phone and maybe getting on the computer to look at some stuff every now and then like I think you know, one thing that I love is like the screen time thing that Apple has, and it really shows you like the reality of how much you're using it. And it's hard. I know it's hard sometimes, but it's good. It's for your own good. Yeah, it's so scary. it's very scary. Pop <laughs> stuff every week, and I'm like, wait, what? Are you serious? Is I really <laughs> on my phone that much? But yeah, I think I will admit that I definitely spend too much time scrolling through the different apps sometimes. I'm not, I'm not super big on posting. I don't post that often, but mm-hmm. despite that, I'll still spend two hours scrolling through Instagram. I'm like, wait, what am I, what am I doing? And it just sort of like, even if you're not comparing yourself and even if you're not thinking all these different things, it's still like really draining. And you put your phone down after two hours of scrolling and you're like, I don't know, you just feel like emotionally like drained and you feel like, I don't know, you just feel like you've been sucked in and now you're out and you feel kind of bad. And at least I do. So sometimes I have found, and it, it can like interfere with just like getting your homework done. Like if you sit there and all of a sudden you're down a rabbit hole of social media and then, you know, your whole day is sort of ruined. But I sometimes try to just, like you said, Bryn, get rid of the apps off my phone. I'm not going to, like, delete my account or anything, but just maybe get rid of them for a week, a couple days, the weekend, to give yourself time to just reset and not be on your phone so much and just consuming, consuming, consuming other people's, you know, content. It's good to just take a break from that a bit, I think. Have you guys ever done that? I have. I used to, I've gotten a lot better about keeping myself from scrolling so much, but I used to, when school started, like each semester, I would delete it for the first like several weeks of the semester, just so that I could keep myself focused on homework and keep myself focused on everything that I had to do. 
Because like you said, I would find myself sitting there and just scrolling for hours. And I'm like, wait, I had this to do. I had this homework assignment to do. What am I doing? And you don't even realize how fat, like much time has gone by sometimes. Exactly. And you're on it and you're like, whoa, wait, it's been yeah. too long? Yeah. And I'm so bad about if I don't stay on it a whole lot during the day, if I'm busy or something, I will sit down with it in bed. And that sounds so bad, but I will sit there and scroll until I'm like, wait, it's one o'clock in the morning. Are you kidding? Like, why am I so awake? Why am I sitting here scrolling through TikTok at one o'clock in the morning? And that can be like bad in multiple ways. <laughs> I mean, I do it too because uh, everyone always says like, put your phone away, no screens, so many hours before bed. Like, okay, sometimes that's a little unrealistic, but I think we do try to need to keep that in mind because it can't be good for, you know, trying to fall asleep, us looking at our screens at night. I know it's not good, but it's definitely hard. Yeah, for sure. I, like I said, I'm guilty of that getting on TikTok at night. And then like four hours later, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go to bed. And then you're all wired, like you said afterwards. And so I'm like, mm, and then I've got like, no more Fortnite up in my head. <laughs> like, can I just go to sleep? But yeah, so I think definitely it is a good thing to take a break every now and then from that kind of stuff, even though it's fun. Like it's a great thing to connect with other people and find inspiration and creativity, but sometimes it can be too much and take away from like stuff you need to get done in real life. So, but I think that was a great little conversation kind of surrounding those topics. I Really, I just love hearing other people's thoughts on that stuff, too, because it makes you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm not alone in this. You know, we all go through the same struggles. So I think I would just add one more thing as we're like finishing up. And it's just that okay. make sure that you're following accounts that and like people that inspire you, not discourage you or, you know, put you in a bad mindset. And not to be afraid to, you know, unfollow somebody or mute somebody or whatever if you have to, if they're making mm -hmm. you, like, compare yourself or they're making you feel these, you know, just bad about yourself in any way. Because it's not healthy. And until you can get, you know, work past that and learn to, like, think differently, don't be afraid to just sort of remove that from your feed if you have to, I think. I agree. And I would say that also applies to family. Like, as bad as that sounds, if... If it's not good for you, it's not good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, get rid of it. Oof, I could go into that, but I'm not because I don't like getting into touchy-touchy topics on this <laughs> on this podcast. Ooh, that I just, guess. like, made me, like, ooh, creep my neck a little. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely a good extra tip. That is so true. Follow stuff that's going to bring you good things and positivity into your life. And if not... Put it out. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess I'll just jump in then to my episode three recap for this week of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Y'all, it's getting better and better. It's like with WandaVision where it got better with each episode. It's This is how this series is going too. I loved this week's episode. It was awesome. Um, 
I won't go into too much with it, but essentially they're, you know, still trying to figure out what's going on with this super soldier serum and, you know, how did they get access to this? How are they, you know, how are there so many people like this out there now that Hydra's done? And so they basically go over to Germany and they ask Zemo, who, you know, he was like the whole scientist from you know hydra and everything he worked a lot with bucky when he was the winter soldier and so they're trying to figure him like figure out if he knows anything and he kind of does he has some leads but he's stuck in jail so of course bucky goes ahead and breaks him out of jail <laughs> like his typical self um yeah i really love him but um yeah, so they break him out, and essentially they start going to these people that he knows has worked with um, the Super Soldier program and would know about the serum. And so they go over, I forgot the name of this city, but it looks cool, and it's kind of like a nightclub city. It's like Mandrapur, something like that. I probably murdered that name, whatever. So they go to that city, though, and... They're trying to find some of the people that Zemo knows, and they get into a whole lot of stuff. People trying to kill them. They killing people. It's like, it, it was crazy. It was a good episode, though. Lots of action in it. And um, uh, Sharon is actually there, and that is, um, you know, she's one of the agents that, you know, she stole the shield initially, and then, like, she was initially, um, she was on, like, the most wanted list. And so she's like not allowed to go back in the U S cause they want to arrest her. And so she's on the run. And so they meet up with her there and she helps them out with some stuff. But then like, yeah, they get into some more fighting and everything. They find the guy that he started to make the serum. And then like he said, it was stolen by the girl that is over the rebels. And that's how she got it for them. And so that happens, and then people come after them and try to blow them up. And like I said, there's more action in there. But it's getting interesting. Like, it's getting really exciting. And if you're not watching it now, go ahead. Start on episode one. It's only episode three is out, so not too much to catch up on, but it's really good. So, yeah, that's my uh, little recap this week. Not too detailed, but it's just good, y'all. It's just a good show. Like, I am just so happy we have Disney Plus, so we get all these Marvel series and everything. So, I am just a very content and happy brand right now. Let's just say that. Well, that was a great, great recap. I think the Marvel shows are just so great. I'm glad that Disney Plus has given those to us. But today, for this week's um, little streaming recommendation from me, um, we're going to do another movie this week, just like last week with Booksmart. Um, This one's sort of, I don't know, it has a similar vibe to me. So if you like Booksmart, maybe you'll like this one. They're not super similar, but to me, they're just, they're similar. So anyway, this one is um, the movie Lady Bird. It's on Netflix. Have either of you girls watched that movie before? No, I haven't. I oh. feel like I always say no, you and do. I need you to. Start... You're gonna have something that I've watched one day, but I've well, heard no. of it. Okay, 
Okay, yeah, see, that was me for a while. I saw it on Netflix, and I'm like, that looks good, but I don't know, really know what it's about. Like, mm, I'm not sure if I want to watch it, right? So let me just read a little summary, and then I'll describe it. So Christine Ladybird McPherson is a high school senior from the, quote, wrong side of the tracks. She longs for adventure, sophistication, and opportunity, but finds none of that in her Sacramento Catholic high school. This movie follows the title character's senior year in high school, including her first romance, her participation in the school play, and most importantly, her applying for college. So the movie sort of is like a coming-of-age kind of movie. It's set in the early 2000s, and Lady Bird has given herself that name, and that's what she goes by, and she insists on that at her school. She's very, like, opinionated and sure of herself. But she sort of, the movie goes through her, you know, just different relationships in her life in her last year of high school. And she wants to leave her small town and go to a school on the East Coast, I believe. But, you know, they're sort of, her family doesn't have a lot of money and sort of like a struggle with will she get to go. Her mom doesn't want her to leave. It's this whole big thing. And so the movie sort of follows her relationship with her mom, which is kind of strained at different points. Her first like big real relationship with a boy and her friendships with like her best friend at school because they start drifting apart and it's sort of just like it's funny it's you know relatable and it's just like a really nice sort of like indie style movie i feel like and it's got saoirse ronan as the main character ladybird in it and i just think she's a really really great actress but the movie's just great because there's nothing crazy to it, it sort of just follows her life throughout the year but it's just really, really good and really, really engaging. It's funny. It's sad. It's all different kinds of things at once. But I would definitely recommend watching Lady Bird on Netflix. So that, that's my rec for the week. Kenzie, do you have something to share with us this week? I do. So the latest thing that I have been watching is the Demi Lovato documentary series on YouTube. Um, so it's streaming on YouTube for free. Anybody can watch it. Um, and it goes along with her new album that she put out called Dancing with the Devil. And it sort of just tells the story from the couple weeks before she overdosed through the night that she overdosed and then her recovery ever since. So you honestly hear about everything. She starts the documentary by saying, we're just going to put it all out there and anything that her agency doesn't want out they can cut afterwards and by watching it you just can't imagine anything that they have cut because she sort of spills it all she talks about some abuse that she faced on like the camp rock um set which was obviously years ago when we were kids um and she actually talks about how she was assaulted the night that she overdosed um which was like a big revelation so on top of all of that, it tells about her time in the hospital where, like, she's actually technically almost blind now. She still has blind spots in her vision. She's not allowed to drive. Um, and they really didn't think she would come back and be able to sing because when she was in the hospital, they actually had to put like, the tube that they were, they were actually, like, pulling her blood out of her body and, like, cleaning it. And it had to go in her neck. So they really thought that she would never be able to come back and sing. And for anybody that has heard the album that she put out on Friday, that is not the case at all because she sounds honestly better than she ever has. So, um, but the documentary series is so good. If you've followed her since we were little, kind of like I have, it's so good to see her sort of in a good place. 
and back to somewhat normal. So yeah, I would just tell anybody, like if you've watched her for a while or you have listened to her music before, it's a really good documentary. And the last episode actually comes out the same day as this podcast. So go check it out. Yeah, that's crazy. I haven't watched any of it yet, but that sounds really, really interesting. I haven't either. I've always loved Demi. Like I have been the biggest fan of her. Like I still got like a couple of her, like her first album that came out when she was like from Camp Rock and everything. It was like the La La Land Machine. And I'm like, I still got all that up in my Spotify playlist, y'all. Like OG, um, old school Demi Lovato. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy that she's starting to get into a better place as well. I haven't seen the documentary, but I know she was on the Joe Rogan podcast. um, And a lot of people were talking about that too, because she's starting to become more of herself and be okay with that. And I'm like, go you. Like, I'm so happy for you. I used to watch Sunny with a Chance. I used to be my show. <laughs> Dude, I was so upset when that went away. I was like, that was one of my favorite shows at the time. And she also talks about in the documentary that guy <laughs> that she was engaged to for, I think it was like, what, like a month? Um, oh, yeah. Sort of what happened with that whole situation and how he was pretty much just looking for a chance to be famous. And she's glad that he's gone. So it's kind of a sad story, but it's good to see that she's really come back from that and she's not letting it get to her anymore because so. he was a soap opera actor like I recognized him from one of my mom's soap operas and I was like wait I know who that is <laughs> what's he doing well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode this week and if you have been listening along every week thank you and if not you can scroll down through our Spotify and listen to all our past episodes we've talked about things such as self-care Uh, interview tips, and even about how to thrive as a broke college student last week. So if you haven't listened to that (laughs) one, check it out. We gave a lot of good tips, but I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and just, you know, just got to hear our take on, you know, what social media really is and how to stay, you know, positive when, you know, the internet is such a big part of our lives. Um, And if you want to check out more about our platforms, more about She's Speaking, we have a um, Instagram as well as a Pinterest, and you can find us on um, on those platforms at She's Speaking Blog is our handle. And we also have a website where we post weekly blog posts. Um, I just uh, put one up about more interview tips and just different things like that about the job hunt. Um, so if you wanted to check out our blog, we have a blog at she'sspeakingblog.weebly.com. And all the links and the handles will be in the description of this episode. So you guys can just click on those and go find out more about our platform. That was so funny when you like were like, this is, um, you know, this is our take on social media. But by the way, our social media. I know, <laughs> I know but on social media, I say pretty, pretty positive, pretty, you know. I don't we think are. We are a positive, motivating, yeah, bold, feminine. I forgot what our words are. Empowering. Mm-hmm. We're all those things, y'all. So if you like any of those, just join along and follow us and everything. And like Jamie said, we've got a couple of posts out from our podcast already. So make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And we drop episodes every Tuesday. So look out and stay tuned. 
But yeah, thank you again, Kenzie, for joining us. We're so happy. We love when everyone else gets to hear and see you. It's been fun. Yeah. But thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you all. Well, you'll hear us next week. Bye. Yeah. All right. See y'all. Bye guys.